Hi guys, we're your hosts Jillian and Kaylin, and this is Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on all the things you never learned growing up, like how to buy a home, manage stress, crush your love life, land your dream job, and how to love yourself more, because we could all be a little kinder to ourselves. We're still figuring out how to get our shit together, so we're calling in the experts and the hustlers for some real talk and legit tips on how to live your best life. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. Hi friends, welcome to this week's quickie, our super fast take on all the adulting things that matter to you. This week, we're talking about a juicy one, everything you need to know before you decide to move in with your partner and tips for making the transition as smooth as possible. And I've been living with Gabe for almost 10 years now, which is insane. So hopefully, I know it's a very long time. So hopefully I can share some helpful tips that, you know, have just allowed us to successfully cohabitate without killing each other. Too many times. I I need to know because I <laughs> have as long as you've basically been living with Gabe, I have been living solely with myself. I'm <laughs> literally year this is year eight of me living on my own, which is pretty wild. So I am very excited for the chapter in my life where I will eventually move in with someone, but it's all it also makes me really nervous. It is a wild thing. Yeah. And because you are in a different state, I know both of us have done a ton of research to prepare for this episode so we can give you the full scoop. Because I also moved in with Gabe when I was like basically a fetus. Like we were 19, 20, I don't even know. Yeah, infancy. But if I were to do it now, some things you'd do different. I would be different. I I would be way more intense probably um, as you should be. And yeah, I think this is going to be really helpful for people. Yeah. Okay, so let's start at the beginning first things first before you even decide to make that big move together it should really start by having an honest conversation about your goals as a couple because really if you don't want the same things Mm -hmm. and you're not aligned even though there may like it may be appealing to move in together because it's like cost efficient and like rent is expensive and all these things you're also setting yourself up for a really difficult thing down the road if you don't actually think you you want the same things so Mm -hmm. figure out if you both want to get married if you both don't want to get married if you just want to be able to live together without commitment if you want kids all of those things that is key so that you have expectations managed for what's to come and that is that is why i am sitting here alone today ladies and gentlemen (laughs) (laughs) no you are just being choosy and not settling i'm okay no i'm okay with it i'm very good company yeah me and all of all of my different uh personalities it's great (laughs) (laughs) i just brought all my personalities with me with gabe gabe is living with all the caitlin's the poor guy um next up very very important and something jill and i are both very passionate about protect yourself protect yourself and like of course no one wants to think of the worst case scenario when it comes to love and you're probably so excited to move in with your partner and it's like the best of times but you have to look out for yourself and prepare for the worst the fact that like breakups and divorce are so common and I think it's like really over like, 50% yeah I'm yeah pretty sure it's over 50% now no yeah. one thought it was gonna happen so just be smart what's kind of scary when we were doing our research on this in most provinces and states Two people who are living together from anywhere between one to three years, depends where you live, are considered common law by law, which is essentially pretty much the same as being married. Mm -hmm. So what that means is that in some cases, again, depending on where you live, if you break up, unless you've written out a different contract or agreement, your partner is technically entitled to 50% of all the property that you own up until the day that you sell 
you separate. What's also important to note, I said 50% of all the property that you own, but what that means too is that anything that you owned prior to becoming common law with your partner, they may not have 50% share of that value, but they get 50% of the increased value of that asset. Right. Right. Does that make sense? So yep. If you bought a house for $100,000 and it increased to 200000 they get that 50000 of that 100000 yeah. gains that were exactly. realized. Yeah, yeah. Which is crazy. So as unsexy as it sounds, it's totally worth drafting up a cohabitation agreement with a lawyer just to protect yourself. And it doesn't hurt to talk about what happens if things go south. Like who gets to keep the place that, you're, that you've bought or that you're renting? Mm-hmm. What, who gets what furniture? Like all the nitty gritty details. And I mean, that brings us to our next point, which is talking about money. I know money is really, really fucking awkward to talk about. And it's really important. At 2018 Fidelity couples and money survey showed that 46% of couples admitted that money was the biggest challenge in their relationship. So get ahead of it and be completely transparent about how much you both make any like debts or loans that you're bringing with you into the relationship. If you guys have differing values in terms of money or spending habits and definitely talk about how you're going to divide shared expenses. That's a big one Yeah, because it also goes back to protecting yourself. As soon as you co-mingle your funds, together in an account like there's good reasons to mingle your <laughs> mingle there's good reasons mingle. <laughs> there's good reasons to mingle no but there's good reasons to mingle your funds so that you're equally contributing to like household purchases and stuff yeah but as soon as you co-mingle money and your common law that's a whole other thing now it it's not in a, a separate messy. account and people are entitled to half of it even if one put more in it's considered like marital money even if you're not married so do your research Figure all of that out. Figure out if you're going to split the rent down the middle or divide it, you know, based on your incomes by, you know, a certain percentage. Who's going to pay for all the utilities, splitting like the groceries, joint bank accounts, all of those things. It's not fun, but if you just figure it out right from the get-go, then it's just going to be so much easier. You're not going to have to constantly argue or deal with challenges. It's, It's just the way to do it when you're an adult. But we do have a great clip from our episode with finance expert Alyssa Davies. And we spoke with her about how to manage money in relationships. So very, very apropos for this episode for couples who are moving in together. Take a listen to what she had to say. The first thing you should do before you move in with someone is make a budget together as a team. And a great place to start is by getting to know how much money you both have coming in and how much money you spend every single month. And then from there, you can determine if you're financially on the same page and what each other's values are as well. Like, what do you like spending money on? What's important to you when it comes to your spending habits? And this also helps you kind of understand like whether you have a solid understanding of where your money actually goes, because some people don't know that. And you want to know if your partner is kind of capable of making those financial decisions, right? So are you overspending? Are you living within your means? Those are all things that you should be talking about before you move in together. And then once you know that, you can make a list of your expenses and then start to do the more difficult part, which is actually deciding how you split each of those expenses. Another thing that's really important to establish from the get-go is setting boundaries. And if you're anything like me, you're going to want to over-communicate. I... I'm the biggest over-communicator of all time, but it really helps. No one's sitting around guessing what I'm thinking, what I'm worried about, what I'm stressed about, or what's wrong, because I've already communicated it way more than it needs to be. So talk about... talk about your do's and don'ts and like you're just like non-negotiables for living together if for someone it's like dirty dishes in the sink or like 
I need to have my pets and like you're allergic how are we going to make this work or mm-hmm. having guests over you know like if one of you is a bit more antisocial and one of you has a ton of friends and is really social how are you going to work that out talk about things that you do or don't want shared my man ain't dipping into my fancy skincare shit that costs me like no. $200 for a small little jar and I've seen the way men put on face cream like no thank you <laughs> No, absolutely not. It's oh my no God. for me. That's so funny. Gabe, <laughs> Gabe once used a really expensive face cream that I had and then I had to like out myself on how much it cost because <laughs> I was like really upset. And he was like, I don't know why you're so upset. And I was like, it was a hundred dollars. And he was like, oh, okay. But also let's talk about it. And then spending. there was a spending <laughs> conversation. <laughs> but yeah, all of that can be outlined. You can chat about that and, you know, figure out your, your chores, your duties. Like I'm definitely going to have to outline that like there's not going to be five hours a day of video games on our shared tv happening it's a no no. for me that's gonna no i think video games are a big no for me in general general it's not gonna fly so we're gonna swipe we're gonna swipe left on that another key thing to do which I didn't realize till Gabe and I were living together is figuring out how you both like to unwind and Mm. recharge because for me I like after a busy work week on a Friday night I was like I want to go out I want to hang out with my friends and I want to party and Gabe was like I need to stay home and just like recover from the week (laughs) and we were very different and it took me a long time to accept that so just understanding how you both want to jive and like you can do that separately it's totally fine And then another key thing about over-communicating and boundaries, if your partner has a habit or a tendency that they're doing that's really irking you, you have to talk about it. Like, do not let it fester because it Mm. will just blow up and you will explode. And the best example I can give of that is, I think, for three or four years straight, Gabe would, after every shower that he took, would take his towel and just throw it on the bathroom sink and just leave it there. And I would hang it every day for (laughs) basically four years. And then on that, the anniversary of that fourth year, I just lost it. I was like, do you know I've been hanging your towel for four years? Like you need to hang it up. And he was just like, oh my God, I had no idea. I'm so sorry. Like, thank you, first of all. But like, there's these little things. And again, he's not doing it on purpose. It's just something that he does. It's probably unconscious. It's like, it's like that video of the fucking guy who's like, every day, the cleaning fairy comes and if I put everything and I leave yes. it on the yes. coffee table, it disappears and it's gone and the next day it's all good. So you just keep doing it. It's, it's funny when yeah. these little things happen in the background, I don't think people realize how much it can impact another person. So yeah, totally chat about it. And I'm okay with my mess and my shit, but the way, as soon as someone else introduces like a new and weird way of doing things, I'm like, don't know about Ooh. that. Don't know about that. <laughs> so you, you don't know till it happens and then just chat about it and be like, Hey, I know this seems like nothing, but here's why it's uh, it's not going to work for me. <laughs> yeah. And like the way you just said that is like the, a very nice, calm, healthy way of delivering it versus what I did when I <laughs> blew up and basically accused Gabe of being a, a horrible, messy man. When he's honestly, he's super neat. So oh it, uh, I'm thinking yeah, of all my me. friends now, all my girlfriends who are so fucking clean and all of their partners who like are just trying their best but could never live up to that level <laughs> of cleanness <laughs> that's the thing just, it's, it's so the hard. standard yeah and that's what's hard like my your standard will be different than your partner's yeah. standard and no one's right or wrong yeah although you might think you're right and yes. I do think Everyone I'm right and my right. way of clean is the right way of clean <laughs> but I am learning to let Gabe's way of clean also be acceptable in this house yeah because I think for me there's a level of clean that would bring genuine anxiety 
into my life. <laughs> no, no, it would. I'm not because like, you know, I was raised obviously in a very organized, like lovely home where like, yeah, you don't like if you have to go take a meeting or do something or work on something you don't leave the dishes out like you you deal with the dishes before like you don't come back to them later that type of lifestyle would really stress me out if I felt like I had to be that on it at all times in my own home like I cannot deal with that and so for someone else they might be like that's so disrespectful for you to like leave your lunch out and not deal with it immediately and for me I'm like hey man I'm just trying to sneak in a bite before I go back to work so like yeah there's there's levels even though I think like clean people think like no everyone should be this clean I also think us messy people are like okay but we need to be able to like not have an anxiety attack every time we move something yeah, and I don't even think you need to call yourself a messy person. I think that's that's actually probably just like a the norm. Like oh. that's just people living their lives. I'm going to give you that that little I feel a bit better. Thank you. And all of this goes beyond organization and cleanliness. It also matters when it comes to your styles and yeah. how you mesh your, you know, your decor together. I think the biggest thing that you can do, and this is also what Gabe and I did, is we decided what we were both going to bring, toss, or donate before we moved in to our place. And I mean, we moved into a rental together, so it was kind of a clean slate. Mm -hmm. But if you're moving into somebody else's apartment or they're moving into yours, I think it would be really helpful if you, like, helped them feel like that space was theirs too by maybe like repainting a color that you both like or maybe they get their own little office space if they work from home and you kind of carve it out for them but making it a joint kind of venture will help that person feel you know like it's their space too yeah that's really nice I was super unsure of what Gabe was into and what his decor style was like because he's like a guy and his university room was not (laughs) very telling and giving me a lot of confidence so (laughs) So I would like pull up a bunch of Pinterest boards before we moved in. And I was like, hey, like, do you like this style? Do you yeah. like this? And just kind That's of a gauge good idea. what he liked. Send them like and a then, BuzzFeed quiz of like, which one basically. of these speaks to you more? <laughs> like urban barn, Are you modern seaside chic, chic. Yeah. like <laughs> modern minimal. <laughs> but it's honestly, it's so helpful. And especially for guys, because if they're if they're not, you know, super into home decor, it can yeah. help if they actually visually see it and they go, oh, I love that rug. And you're like, oh, great. OK, so let's get something like that. And then, yeah, they know. feel empowered to make it their own. I mean, I I've I definitely have seen my friends who <laughs> do not make room for their partner styles to enter the shared home. And it is really funny. One of my friends moved in with her boyfriend and we showed up and we're like, wait, did he move in? She's like, yeah. I'm like, oh but God. there's no, there's not one trace of there being a man living here. There's not one. <laughs> there is not one item or memorabilia that would indicate that anyone but you lives here. It's so funny. That's amazing. But they made it work for them. And so it's totally like, you know what? If you have a partner who's just like, I don't give a fuck, do what you want, then that's great. If yeah. you have a partner that's like, hey, I really Bless want this to feel like, yeah, let that, don't let that man go. But I really want this to feel like home. Then yeah, you work together on it. And if you just don't know how to start amalgamating different tastes, there's some really, really great YouTube channels, like Instagram accounts to follow. Shout out to our girl, Alexandra Gator. She has amazing, amazing, renter friendly design advice and she has really documented so well moving in with her partner and having like very different styles like her style is very boho girly pink and his was very um kind of more masculine and minimal and you know maybe a bit industrial I'm not sure I don't want to mischaracterize his taste but it was not pink and so she's just done such a great job of like showing people how they've like navigated that and like compromised and so yeah watch some of those it'll give you some ideas 
And honestly, whether you're figuring out your style or you're figuring out like how to structure your days while you live with someone, it all comes down to respect. So it's really mm-hmm. also, I can imagine, important to be respectful of each other's routines. Um, and I did experience this when I was living with my ex a lot more during the pandemic. Like I would, I would go stay with him in Florida for a few months. He would come stay with me. And we're very opposite in terms of how we structure our days. Like I am a night owl and I do not like to be disturbed in the morning and I want pitch black darkness and he sleeps with the sun shining straight from the Florida skies <laughs> into your retinas at 6 a.m. and like wakes oh up with God. the sun and does a workout first thing in the morning and I'm like let's roll out of bed at 9 30 and then have like a leisurely brunch and then you know it's like very 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 different and, and then at night I'm like no let's do fun things and it's like it is midnight could you please let me sleep um, it's time for bed so you just want to make the transition smooth by being respectful of each other's lifestyle choices figuring out ways to make it work if one of you likes to work out early like don't set your alarm off on loud and hit snooze three times and wake up anyone in the vicinity because (laughs) you want to get up early and work out so try to just be respectful of that use a vibrating alarm or just a vibrator whatever works for you and (laughs) yeah like get ready outside of the room don't turn on all the lights and fuck with the person who's still sleeping and and the same goes at night you know like if you're still watching tv or or staying up late like use headphones go into a different room figure it out yeah and just try to make something that works and but still find those like shared moments during the day in your routines whether it's like having a cup of coffee together or like just always coming together for dinner whatever works for you yeah, and that that leads us to our next point. Creating routines together is so important because sometimes when you move in together, it can feel like you're kind of like roommates, especially if you're you both have jobs, you're busy, you've got a lot going on. So, it's really key to carve out that quality time together mm-hmm. where, you know, it's just undivided attention. And a really big one is to not be afraid of healthy conflict. That is probably going to come up. Oh yeah. And assume positive intent with your partner. So, you guys are co-authoring a new life together. You are going to be write, rewriting things as things progress. Mm-hmm. And I remember when Gabe and I didn't live together, we never really argued because we didn't, you know, spend that much time together. Yeah. There weren't things that we, you know, learned about each other that would kind of bug us. Yeah. So when we moved in together, naturally, we began to have more conflicts and it was super weird for us and kind of jarring. But with each argument we had, we grew and we learned from it and we understand both like what I needed more from him and what he needed. And honestly, it's just, it's really healthy. It's really healthy to have conflict. Yeah. It's normal. If you're not having any conflict, you're probably not like having good communication because you're you're two different people. You're two unique individuals trying to fucking like fit two different lives together into one there's gonna be yeah. some friction sometimes and that's okay 100 and you can think of it as conflict and not fighting i find that that helps if it's like if yeah. you're always like oh i'm fighting with my partner that sounds like that's very dramatic and upsetting and maybe you actually are fighting and it's not constructive and that's a different story but just in terms of natural conflict it's normal and it's all good totally and honestly your, your relationship dynamic will probably sh- like shift i mean this is one of my greatest fears of living with someone is like <laughs> i hear that people don't have as much sex when they're living together every day <laughs> but you can still spice things up and honestly maybe where you don't have wild sex every day when you see each other because you're just used to being around each other all the time you might now have more emphasis on like intimacy and cuddling and like different totally. ways of bonding and, and so figure out what works for you but definitely still carve out time for for the magic, for the sex, for the intimacy. And if you need some advice, we will link our episode with sexologist Dr. Jess for some tips on how to 
how to keep it hot. Spice it up. And when you're not busy trying to spice it up, lastly, and very importantly, still make time for you. I think a lot of people kind of like disappear into their relationship or into their new life when they move in with someone. And I probably will do that. And I understand the the <laughs> inclination to want to do that. But you should still make sure that you can continue to do the things that you love, that you have an independent life, even though you're spending a lot of it with someone. See your friends. Don't feel guilty if you leave your partner alone for the night. Like they're used to that. You don't owe everyone 24-7 of your time just because you live together. You're allowed mm-hmm. to go out. You're allowed to have solo time. So don't be afraid to vocalize when you need a bit of space because you'll come back stronger and with a better bond when you do have that space to just be you. Yeah, that you time is really, really important and very, very sacred. And that's it, really. I mean, if you do all that, it's like you're you're probably going to be just fine. <laughs> you're going to be just fine. But I really don't know. Great. <laughs> I'll report back if I ever move in with someone. We'll do a part two. Part two, Jill's experiences. No, <laughs> it's going to be great. You're going to be fine. And we would love to hear what works for you guys. If you've made the big move in with your partner or if you're thinking about it and you're nervous, send us a DM. We want to know. And just good luck, you little lovebirds. It's going to be great. You got this, friends. So there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard today, it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a comment or a rating. And we'd love it if you would share this with your friends by screenshotting the episode and sharing it on social by tagging at Teach Me How to Adult Podcast and DM us with any topics or guests you'd like to hear on the show. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you.